Network podcast. I am Brian Craig, your host. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And once again, uh, as I love to do, I'm on the road and I'm uh, visiting with people that are, are leading our ministry out in different parts of the country. I am in Bakersfield, California. Um, I'm at the home of Greg and Marty Marchand, who were gracious to host me here. And uh, one of my favorite parts of this job is that I get a, a front row seat uh, to see uh, what's going on out there and the, the transformation that's happening. And and these two have seen a lot out here in Bakersfield. Everyone talks about Bakersfield and uh, the fire that's going on. And anyone who's been to Malibu or uh, Soto last year, everyone talks about the Bakersfield guys. So Greg is on Les Piercy's board and has been here from the beginning and has got to watch this thing happen. He's one of the leaders out here. Uh, helping advance this this mission. Uh, his wife Marty is a prayer warrior and has been behind the scenes uh, watching her husband be transformed, but also uh, uh, having an interest to do it herself. And she's part of the first leading the first women's journey group in Bakersfield. So, so anyway, welcome Greg and Marty. Oh, thank, thank you, you. Very thank much. you, Bryce. Yeah, glad to have you guys. Um, Greg, I'm going to start with you. Uh, let's want you just tell a little of the story of. Uh, from your observation, your your view of the parade of of what has happened here in Bakersfield, and and what, and then I'd like to know what was going on in your life before you found out about uh, influencers and and what it's done for you personally. So why don't you tell a little of the story from your your view? Okay, so um, I, I've uh, been part of this now for about seven and a half years, eight years, and um, there is a definite transition occurring in in men in our community. Uh, and that transition is coming from men that are involved in the journey groups and that have been involved in um, coming alongside of each other now for these years and, and prior to that as well. But the, the, the uh, amount of people that has come into it is literally in the thousands now. And so what's happening is these men, are, are their lives are being transformed and uh, they're going through these journey groups and they're coming out just activated uh, completely alive in their walk with Christ. And of course, like all of us, they're, we're all at different levels, but they're more aware of how important it is and how it's become more a primary focus in their lives where it used to be a secondary or not even a thought at all. Hmm. So it's changing their families. It's changing their work and uh, what they do in the marketplace. It's changing uh, the community. And so I see it just growing leaps and bounds. And uh, we, we really can't put reins on it because God's got a, got a hand in all of it. And uh, the, it's just been the masses uh, that are being affected. So I just, uh, I'm grateful to be part of it. Hmm. So what, what was kind of going on before influencers came to town with men in Bakersfield from your perspective? Well, it was, it was here when I got here, but uh, I can tell you this, I can tell you what was different for me when I came into it because I had come from a marketplace job and you know the, the traditional marriage uh, seek success, economics, all those things. And uh, that was pretty much the mentality of a lot of the men I was hanging out with. And now all those men that I was hanging out with uh, have all made the same transition I have. And that is that we no longer, uh, that's no longer primary in our lives. What's primary in our lives now is our relationship with God 
and that abiding relationship. And it's more than just the, you know, going to church or reading the Bible. It's a daily and moment by moment activation of our thought process where we're putting God first in everything we do. So the conversations we go into with our families, our children, our work, our economics, uh, are all being affected because we're putting God first and we're inviting him into that that uh, thought process and, and because he's we've received him in our hearts. So what I find is that hanging out with these types of men is not only transforming uh, from an outside perspective, but God's transforming on the inside. So now we're all spilling out. And that spilling out effect is, is just uh, saturating everyone we're in contact with. So uh, we can't keep up with the change. And, and uh, so it's, it's just been a really incredible experience for myself. So was the idea of intimacy with Christ or an intimate abiding relationship, was that uh, new to you uh, when you got involved with this? Yeah, the, um, my idea of a relationship with God probably 15 years ago was opening the Bible, reading the scripture, going to church, uh, and going to breakfast afterward. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Uh, you know, I didn't talk about it in my workplace. I certainly didn't bring the conversation up when I was out with my friends. Uh, and it was always about self-entertainment and, uh, you know, letting the world entertain the things we did, whether it be dinners out, people over. Uh, God wasn't in that conversation. And uh, in fact, he was rarely talked about. Uh, now I can honestly say that in every day, every moment, every encounter, every person we go out to dinner with, everything we do, Everything is evolved around those conversations about God. So that's what's really transformed in our lives. And so the intimacy, to answer the question, is that I didn't realize what intimacy was until that relationship uh, grew with, with God. And then in growing my intimacy with Christ, it also grew my intimacy with my wife. Mm. And that intimacy is priceless. Mm. Uh, so I learned really what intimacy is is spending time doing what you love. And now that's for me, it's Jesus and my wife. Everything else is secondary and thirdary. So uh, the things I, I used to like to do, I don't do a lot of them. It doesn't mean I, I don't care about doing them anymore, but I'd rather spend time uh, talking about Jesus and hanging out with my wife and you know hanging out with God. Mm. So. Well, you know, uh, one thing that is different here from my observation, you know, in a lot of, we're doing journey groups and we're taking people and teaching them how to have an intimate abiding relationship with Christ. And there's there's some really great camaraderie and, and brotherhood that's built in mm -hmm. a journey group. That's not the goal, but it happens. But here it's even exponentially greater. And why do you think that is? There's some sort of a community here of journey guys that I don't see as much in other places Tell, tell them a little bit about what goes on in a typical week around here. Well, I can tell you what changed me in that area is when I came into these groups, I came in very untrusting of men. Uh, I, I, you could almost uh, say I, was, I had the same issues that a lot of females have. I just didn't trust men. And uh, coming into these groups, uh, I was able to establish transparency with these men where they showed me transparency. I received it. I was able to show it back and still be loved for it. And so the judgments were off, um, and instead there was a camaraderie and a brotherhood of love. And so men uh, in this community have learned to uh, be vulnerable, be transparent, and love each other without it being uh, you know, conditional or, or looked on as uh, improper or 
um, like it's not a healthy relationship. Men just, they love on each other. And part of that is just being available to each other and, and really paying attention to the needs of one another and being there for one another. So uh, what I see really happening in this community that I don't see in the big community like I came from, which was the Bay Area, uh, people talk to each other, they care about each other, they, they're helpful, and it's just that small community attitude, even though we're, we're becoming a bigger community. I, I, I can remember times in the Bay Area going uh, all day and no one speaking to me whatsoever. I can't, I can't leave five minutes from my house without being spoken to or cared for by someone. Mm. So this community's impacted, I think, because so many men are doing it. Uh, it's, the, the men have embraced it, and I think that's what really makes the difference. And, and there seems to be lots of opportunities for guys to join in. Yes. I mean, there's, there's Tuesday night, there's Friday morning. Yes. Uh, lots of events, uh, which we know it's not about events, but lots of places for a guy, on-ramps for a guy right. to get in. And, and one thing I love is very diverse. Mm-hmm. It's not, everybody didn't look alike. All different levels of, of spiritual maturity, economic background. Um, I love that. So anybody could feel welcome. Yeah, it's like a Baskin-Robbins. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, you can come in and get your own flavor. And there's going to be someone there to serve it to you. And uh, the hearts of the men are really just that servant attitude where they're, they're placing, they're no longer looking to, as to what they're not getting. They're looking as to what they can give and where they can count as far as being that servant leader uh, in their homes and in their community. Yeah, and I mean, I know you guys are interesting. Like if a guy came in and you're in session, the last part of the journey, the last section of the journey, you'd still let him jump in. Absolutely. You're not going to turn anyone away. Never. Jesus wouldn't turn me away. (laughs) He didn't turn me away. Yeah. So So I love it that you're not legalistic about this. No. You got the heart right about what you're Sometimes that's the biggest breakthroughs. And that's also an opportunity to encourage that brother to come back the next year. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Well, um, let me turn to Marty for a second. So, uh, Marty, you're the first woman I think I've interviewed for the podcast. Oh, so wow. You get that Lucky privilege. You. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, first, Marty, uh, tell what your perception is of the journey before you did it. You know, like mm-hmm. just watching Greg go through it. Mm-hmm. Talk about some changes you saw in Greg and mm-hmm. maybe changes you're just seeing in the men that you know as part of this community. Okay. Um, well, Greg and I have been married now almost 25 years. And when Greg and I met, um, when he asked me to marry him, um, I explained to him that Jesus was first. He didn't like that, but he married me anyway. I've seen him grow in the last years, especially in the last 10 years. Um, Upon arriving here in this community where I was born and raised, which is a business, family business community. My parents were in business. Uh, Most people here in this community are in some type of business, family business. Um, It is, um, there's a lot of churches in this community. Uh, So when we moved here, um, I saw my husband transform once he got into journey group. He started to transform with each passing year in the journey group. He became alive. He, um, he, his focus became Jesus and then it became coming alongside men and, and helping them to learn about an abiding relationship with Christ. Um, his friendships grew exponentially. Um, I, I just saw him completely change. And so then he started to example to me 
about using what you've learned, all the tools that you've acquired through life, and now put it towards the kingdom and a relationship with the Lord, which is also a relationship with the men in the community, which then affected the wives. And so for several years, the wives have been asking, hey, hey, what about the women? Mm-hmm. Is there a journey group for the women? So um, when I was approached and invited, I didn't, didn't bite at first. Um, I was a very private, you know, abiding person behind the scenes. I had a, a great relationship with the Lord. I have a great relationship with the Lord. And um, so once I started to witness Greg getting out and using these beautiful tools and his heart and his love for the Lord, as I said, I want that. I want to do that. And so the second year I was invited to, to guide with a friend of mine, I prayed about it and I accepted. And now I'm, what, eight months into it? And I can't imagine myself not being in it. Mm. Um, the, the big thing, Brian, is, is that when I was young and coming up, I didn't have what I have available in the journey group today. I didn't have that mentorship where I had women that we could sit and study the word and be accountable and to ask the hard questions, to be there in the good times, the bad times. I find in the journey group, we're doing life together. Um, Our relationships are more meaningful. The world is not as stressful because we're anchored and grounded in the intimacy with our Lord and each other. And our focal point is that. So with a journey group, wow, my vision has just become even broader, longer, wider. It's mm. it's more about God's vision for my journey now. You know, uh, Rocky and I, as you know, visited your group mm-hmm. uh, and saw these ladies and got to hear a little bit of what's mm-hmm. been going on. One thing that you somebody said struck me mm-hmm. was that you said the biggest thing that had to be overcome was trusting each other that's mm-hmm. right and, and I never knew that about women mm-hmm. that women have a hard time trusting each other because I always thought women were more relational than men right and uh, and that men the, the beautiful thing for them is to learn to be transparent and all that which is true but the trust factor explain that a little bit to well me. you lead me to a good point here okay so you asked me about the transformation with Greg mm-hmm. well not only did I see the transformation in Greg but I heard the stories, you know, I got to witness with my own eyes the men that were being impacted in the journey groups, um, the influencers, how they put on these events and just really drew men in. Well, you started to see that change in the man's life. Well, now the wife is seeing a man that's completely just changed. And so now she wants what he's doing, and it's breaking down the walls of mistrust in their marriage. Mm. So mm. it was the building block for the women's journey group for them to come in and really say, okay, I want what my husband is experiencing, what I'm witnessing in him, how our relationship is shifting. I'm starting to trust him. Um, and so they come in untrusting. But women in general don't trust very easily, especially men. They don't, they don't trust men? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so when they witness the shift and the change occur, they want it. So they come into the women's journey group wanting it, but not sure how to get there 
because of the conditioning of the untrust. Mm. So I'm, I'm seeing now in about the seventh, eighth month that the scales are just coming off the women. They're starting to share trust. And, and, and we protect. We protect that in our women's journey group. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we don't share personal things outside of our group. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't edify, we don't share it. If it's not about us, we don't share it. So the bonds are being built, and we're doing life together. We're doing this journey together, and mm-hmm. it's powerful. It's powerful. So you're saying that you know our big deal is personal abandonment and absolute trust. So mm-hmm. getting that absolute trust in the Lord mm-hmm. translates into trusting our yeah. human relationships? Yeah, absolutely. It's fundamental. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's I, I hadn't really thought about that. And, and I know that women's groups are starting to develop in Memphis and in uh, mm-hmm. Tulsa and in Northwest Arkansas and all mm-hmm. that. And, and you guys are actually starting to get more organized. And I mean, you, you're mm-hmm. going to be a force to be reckoned with. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So any other fruit that you've seen in the ladies' lives? Um, just, just things that you've witnessed? Yes. Um, I've, I've witnessed firsthand also the shift in, in myself is... The teaching on the Holy Spirit. Mm. I feel that's key in the materials that we're using that Rocky has written and the whole bundle actually. Just how the Holy Spirit, I mean teaching us about the Holy Spirit and the power and how we can wield that. We can wield our strength because we now know more about the person of the Holy Spirit. And so I think that that has been huge in our ladies group. Uh, therefore, the confidence has come up. The understanding has come up. Um, it, I see the ladies now expressing their gifts. Now that we can identify them, we've been confirmed on them. And now they're, they're living it out, which brings me to more of a servant leadership attitude. Mm. They're, they're definitely more confident in that. Yeah, they bring a lot of fruit. Every lady has her gift mm. or gifts, usually gifts. And that's been beautiful to see them blossom right where they're planted. Their mm. marriages are restored. Mm. Um, their children are being affected, the community. Um, I mean, we get a couple ladies in every week. These mm. ladies are bringing in ladies all year long. Well, you know, I just want to bring this up because I was leading my journey group uh, last week and mm-hmm. we were talking about living it out at, at the home mm-hmm. and loving your wife as Christ loves the church and, you know, serving your wife. And I, and there was about five guys in my group who I could tell had very strong-willed women mm-hmm. in their house, you know, mm-hmm. who didn't want to read the part about submitting to their husbands mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So, you know, of course, the point of it all is that a lot of this stuff is not going to be natural to mm-hmm. us. It has to be supernatural. Absolutely. From, from the abiding. Here, here. <laughs> yes and, and amen. And of course, we tell the men, and, until your wife understands abiding and all that, you just have to love her, you know, where she's right, at. And right. then, and God will bring her along slowly. Yes. But if a woman goes to a journey group, it might help that process, right? Yes. Have well, you seen any of that shift? Oh, yes. And we're all chariots, right? Mm-hmm. We are the chariot of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think that for me, what I notice is, is that in the women, they, they, they see this transformation in their husband and it becomes so appealing. I mean, it's, it really is, it, it just turns your spirit on. Mm. And um, every woman wants a man with a faith that's strong, 
um, that transfers into the marriage and the strength of the marriage. There's nothing more attractive than that. Mm. Um, also, trust. You know, that getting back to the trust. I know even personally for myself, it's not that I've not trusted my husband, but it's the nature of the woman. Mm. And so when she sees his life transformed, he's living it out, he's walking it out, he's surrounded by his journeymen, um, they're serving. I mean, there's nothing more attractive than that, and that just sheds the scales of mistrust. Wow. Yeah. So all you men out there, I hope you were listening to that. <laughs> when you start abiding in Christ, you become more attractive Absolutely. to your wife, Woo-hoo. and she wants to she wants to follow you uh, when you're leading the right way. And submit. And submit. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Greg, I want to just uh, we have a few more minutes left. Tell a little bit. I know you've been through some major like health scares and all that, and you're in part of your journey and all that, and have overcome some of that. Can you tell a little of that story? I mean, uh, the biggest part is probably the the West Nile virus mm-hmm. thing that you went through. Can you give a little story on that? Yeah, and you know, I'll give you the, the short side of it because it really has become that. Um, you know, I think everyone goes through trials and, and tribulations, and God tells us that. But uh, one of the things I've also found is that it's in those trials that we're refined. And that's where I was refined. And um, so I was bitten by a mosquito in my yard, and uh, that took me out of commission for about two years. Uh, I contracted two forms of encephalitis and some other viruses, but the, the real concept from it is I, I was in a group of 837 people, and I was one of three survivors. So God's delivered a miracle to me, but during that time, uh, God visited me in a dream, and um, that's what really transformed me at, at the core. I think all of us have our own personal experiences, and for me, um, when that occurred, uh, I had a calling from God that was direct. And uh, I know some people would like that and haven't had it, but uh, it, it just, trust me, it, uh, it it's real. And I, I used to be one of those guys that used to question that, and I no longer do because I've experienced it. So, you know, my transformation really occurred when God got my attention. And the funny thing was, is that as I found in my life is sometimes when God got my attention, I didn't give it all to him. I just gave him a percentage of it. Mm-hmm. And so what happened is he got my attention again. <laughs> and for me, it took three times. <laughs> so uh, I was—I guess I was kind of a hard learner, but um, he finally got it all. And uh, when he got it, he really got it all. And so uh, I live on a foundation of 98% of something is 100% of nothing. And I think that um, for me, uh, I, I really used to say that, and I didn't really realize what it really meant. But now I live it, and I really believe it, and that is that uh, you have to be all in. And so God's given me the opportunity through my adversities to put enough pressure on me and survive it through his grace uh, for me to uh, allow him to completely take hold of me and for me to surrender my heart to him. Mm -hmm. And so my transaction at the cross was complete. Mm -hmm. Uh, My salvation is complete because my transaction is complete. And that is that I have given and emptied myself out to him. And I am uh, confident that he has filled me full of what he wants. And I know he's continuing to develop me and unfold me. I don't know what's in store and I don't worry about it anymore. I just uh, trust that every day he's going to have something planned for me. Mm-hmm. And so my, my focus now is to, to listen for his voice and to, to ask him and talk to him. And, you know, Rocky talks about... Uh, a conversation with God, you know, sometimes it's in a monotone. It's in that one-way direction. It's no longer that way for me. It's now I talk to him and now I go silent and listen for him. Mm. 
Mm. And, uh, and then I act on it. I, uh, I'm obedient in, in the action because I found that action is what really makes it all happen. It seems to me that if you face death, physical death, you can appreciate what we're trying to yes. share with men more than anybody else could. Mm-hmm. You're just laying it all down. Like, okay, yeah. I don't care if I die or what, I'm going to follow you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, it took a, long, took, a, took a lifetime for me to get there, but I've arrived. Mm. And so I'm, I'm really excited to see what God's got planned moving mm. forward. Well, um, because it's a podcast, you don't get the privilege of seeing their beautiful home and their beautiful backyard. But they have set up a garden, a prayer garden, <laughs> with a big cross out there uh, that has blessed a lot of people and all that. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. But explain that, Marty. What, what, what inspired that and what's that all about? Well, what inspired that after Greg's uh, miracle of healing, mm-hmm. his vision um, where Jesus said, you're healed, he then had a dream that his last project that he would do was to put a cross in the backyard. And so he didn't tell me at the time, but inside he was thinking, because he had been so sick, that that was going to be the last project of his life. Mm. So he asked me, hey, can we put a cross in the backyard? Sure, how big? (laughs) (laughs) And so we did. And then it morphed into a hedge garden where we have the granite stones, Mm. which happens to be Mariah Stone from Mount Mariah, Utah, Mm. which is kind of ironic, you know, Mount Mariah. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, it morphed into this beautiful hedge garden, gratitude garden. And it's, it's pretty symbolic out there. I mean, it has a rich meaning. Um, so, so then the Lord revealed to him that now that he had done that, that that's the last project that he would do as that man. Mm-hmm. And so now he's this man. Mm. Um, he's the journeyman. He's the influencer. <laughs> he's the love of my life. He is my rock and my, my foundation. And, and now mm. we can worship together and, wow. and we're on this journey together. And I have to say that, uh, it's rich, it's robust, and I love the materials that mm. we study. I love them. And so that's how that hedge garden wow. was created. Uh, well, it's certainly beautiful. Oh, thank you so and much. And I know you've had a few weddings back there and mm-hmm. prayer, prayer retreats, right? Yes. They use them for many. Prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many. I mean, it's, We've it's had amazing. many men at the foot of that cross on their face. Mm. That is awesome. Well, um, so what what do you think's next? I mean, what do you, what do you, do you have a vision for what's going to happen in Bakersfield or, or where where you guys might be, where God might how he might use you next? Do you have a vision for that? You know, um, there's there's a scripture that lies on my heart and it lies on my heart daily. Um, it's Romans twelve two. Uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed and refreshed and in His perfect love. And and I think that um, what I'm where I've arrived right now is that God's got this and and I'm going to trust in his process completely. I just know that each day I wake up, uh, all that's required for me is that I participate and that I'm available to him and that I listen to him and that I act on what he tells me and that uh, I allow uh, myself to step out of the way and just receive what what his guidance is. So I'm trusting... uh, God's got something good, and I know I'm not smarter than him, so I can't figure it out. <laughs> mm. And uh, I, it would be unfair for me to even, uh, you know, to uh, envision it because it would be way short of what he's probably got planned. Mm. And uh, so I know something great's coming. Uh, it's already arrived, and I, I see it. Uh, I feel it. I know it. 
and uh, I just trust in it. And the beautiful thing is, is I have a beautiful wife to do it with. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're joined in one uh, body of unity. And we're both pursuing the same thing. And that is listening to God and doing what he calls us to do. Journey to One Love Ministry is what I mm-hmm. came up with. Journey to One yeah. Love. Yeah. Journey to One Love Ministry. Focus plus what you know about it equals reality. Mm-hmm. So the more we focus on that abiding relationship mm-hmm. with Christ the more we know about him, and that's our reality. So I'm looking forward to, to God's vision for my life. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I've always believed this. If, if a man is abiding with Christ and a woman, his wife, is abiding in Christ, mm-hmm. then they start getting an abiding marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think it's restoring us back to the way it was in t- marriage was intended to be mm-hmm. in the beginning, before the fall even, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, that oneness with the Lord, you know. And so... Uh, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. And you I guys agree have with it. That. You guys are, you guys are exemplifying that. So you know, to you. be married to her in the beginning and to look back at that, realizing that uh, it was an incredible marriage and it's always been beautiful. Our marriage has been a beautiful marriage, um, but now seeing the unity we have in Christ, uh, as my wife said, uh, it makes her more attractive, and I feel more attractive, <laughs> um, and I feel like you know our marriage. Uh, has taken on a new life, and huh, it's amazing. Mm. Yes, and you know, now that Billy Graham is gone, I think that um, yourself and Rocky have become like, you know, um, spiritual leaders mm. in, in my heart. You know, the Lord has given me so many men of strong faith that are resources to me that I can call upon, I can glean from, I can share moments like this with, and I'm excited about it. Mm, wow. The harvest is ripe. That's right. Mm. I can't yes. believe you put me in the same sense with Billy Graham. Wow. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, he had that sudden Yeah, I don't draw. even think I got that uh, No, yet. no, no. Uh, I can't receive that. Uh, yeah. Well, no, thank you both for your leadership here in Bakersfield and for mm-hmm. following the Lord and just mm-hmm. your graciousness and generosity. I know, you, I know you guys are just have helped in so many ways. I mean, beyond even we can All name. through him. Yeah. Our pleasure. Yeah. He, so he owns you. it all. Yeah, so... Well, uh, I think our time is up, and I just want to say to you, if you're listening to this and, and you're not plugged into our network of, of influencers and you're anywhere near Bakersfield, you better come find out what's going on That's over right. here because there's a fire going on and you want to you come get mm-hmm. and jump into it so we can get you connected with these guys. If you're listening to this and you're not part of a journey group or, or maybe you're a lady and you're listening to this and, and there's no journey groups in your area, contact us and we'd love to try to help connect you with other people that can help you get journey group started where you are so uh anyway it's really exciting and 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 the message just continues to ring true abiding in christ Mm -hmm. bears fruit Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and it it makes us real disciples you know so uh we're just all privileged to be be part of this ministry that god created so anyway okay well this is uh the influencers network podcast and uh we're privileged to uh, to keep coming to you and telling you stories and uh we want to help you however we can to to make disciples so uh, uh you can always go to our website influencers.org where you can find all the catalog of all the podcasts we've done but you can also find out information on how to start journey groups and how to contact us so we'll be glad to help you in any way we can so Anyway, uh, I'm Brian Craig. I'm the executive director and I'm the host today. I'm going to keep reminding you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. Until next time.